Are you telling us you, you don't get bo- big booty chicks twerking every once in a while? <laughs> no. I'm not an ass dude. I thought I made it clear on the live. <laughs> Delusion. You kind of do have to have a sense of delusion if you're going to get into this whole content creation thing. It's almost like you have to lie to yourself in a way. You can see it as a lie. I actually, I thought about this today. I was like, man, everyone lies all the time is what I'm noticing. But then, um, but even sometimes you have to lie to yourself because that's what's going to get you through the grind of the beginning, especially when you're starting something new. Um, It's so easy to tell yourself you can't do it, especially when you're surrounded by uh, the world who's ready to tell you you can't do something. And so yeah. it's like, you, you gotta protect your mind a little bit. I think in this space and in the TikTok space, getting the people just familiar with you is super underrated too, right? Like if, 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 somebody, if somebody stops by your live for one live, uh, they, r- r- no matter how, what the level of entertainment is, now they're familiar with you. So next time you come off, come up on the FYP, it gives them that much more of a, a reason to stop and check it out again. And I think that's the same with, uh, with, with podcasting too, maybe. They just have to get familiar with you, trust your opinion, and then they're more likely to come back, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, I think there's a rule in marketing, rule of seven. Yeah, they have to see your brand or your marketing seven different times before they even, before they even think about fucking with your shit. Um, and I notice it in the way I make purchasing decisions or the way I follow people, whatever. And so, yeah, this game, a lot of it is just showing up. <laughs> and just, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's, is that why you were doing live today? Or, well, yeah. no. Well, I, I, the reason why I think that is because, like, I got my – like, I don't have that many viewers, but, like, that come on my live consistently. But I do have, like, the core, let's say, 10, right? And I'm like, you know, some of my some of my lives are entertaining, some of them are not. Some of them are I'm literally just eating a meal and like talking BS. But <laughs> they they just like uh, they just became familiar with me, right? And the, every once in a while, I'll share something personal. Some I'll be at the gym or something that that they'll they'll have with them to bring up for the next live. So yeah. I think that's the that's why I thought about the fam- familiar familiar aspect of it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like you don't need to have a lot of people watching, but like. Oh, just showing up, at least what I've noticed over the last year of me doing lives, uh, it's just showing up every week. The people who fuck with you really, really, really fuck with you. And then everybody else, they can enjoy the NPC shit. I don't really care. (laughs) (laughs) Have you thought about getting the NPC bag, though? Bro, I I mean, I think the the NPC, well, I think we should, I think that's an interesting conversation, too. I think we should dive into that In, in, in different aspects of it. One... I did think about it for a little bit, but I was like, no, somebody's going to press uh, screen record and like show it back to me like a year from now. And <laughs> I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like, is that, was that $200 worth it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't want to dance for some emojis or whatever. I get but, it. But the, the more interesting aspect of it, um, in my opinion, is the AI aspect of it in the sense that the reason it works and this is just uh, speculative. But I'm just speculating, but I'm I'm thinking that it works and in 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 Gardner's viewers at a rapid pace is because the AI is probably seeing you constantly move, constantly talk, and that might trigger like the AI to say, okay, this one's um has something in it, and it pushes viewers that way. What do you think? 
Ooh, I never even thought about that. Like actually analyzing the video for like activity and something that might be more interest visually interesting to watch. So it pushes, you know, you know what? I'm going to look into that. Um, but that is an interesting theory for sure. Because it is crazy. Like, I don't know the way I, I've been chalking it up to people just like stupid shit. I thought that's what it was. Because, <laughs> like, you see how many people are watching, hundreds, possibly thousands of people, and then they just give a, keep giving. I don't even know what they call those things, but it's just like, you ever watch the movie Gamer? Um, with, uh, damn, it was with the guy from 300, but basically the, the movie talks about this corporation that makes this game where it's like real life sims, and you can control people, and... They're basically avatars. Basically, this whole NPC shit. It's crazy. Um, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I don't know. I can't explain it, but I'm definitely going to look into that. I'll be honest with you. I, I like, I, I like watching stupid shit every once in a while. I like intellectual shit, but I also have times where I just want to shut the brain off and just watch slapstick dumb shit, right? And that, <laughs> yeah. But, but, but if it wasn't such a trendy thing, I, I don't think I would stop for the NPC. It doesn't pique my... It's not interesting enough for me. I mean, the only reason I watch it is because it just became the topic of TikTok, you know? So you want to check out and see what it's about. But that's why I'm like, do people really find this interesting? Or is it the AI just pushing, and get it, pushing it in your face? Yeah. As far as, like, the platform's concerned, it's the safest type of content, right? Um, because they're not, it's not someone saying and doing or saying anything controversial. You don't have to worry about sexual imagery or anything like that. And they're using the platform. So they're actually moving money through the app. So in just those, so it's low risk and high reward for the app. So I, I get why they would be pushing it to more people. Uh, Let me sucks. ask you this. Do, do most of the trends in your opinion have an underlining since you since you said it doesn't have like sexual references or anything like that but does most of the trends have an underlining sexual reference to them like let's say like uh what is it called when, when they whisper the asmr to me has like an underlining uh, right you know I, I, that's the thing i like my for you page doesn't show me a lot of that stuff like the trends yeah. and none of that uh so i can't say what the the feed is normally pushing but um the asmr thing could be i could see that i did really appreciate when um normally you know it's usually a bunch of women who are doing that but like yeah. asm ruiz i really enjoyed i didn't i never actually sat there and watched it but i like the idea that a guy can come into this whole asmr space and kill it too and <laughs> and the way he was doing it is like pretending the microphone is like he's giving it a haircut with like little scissors and it has a bunch of i don't know i thought it was hilarious Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know if he's still on there, but it's just weird how quickly the trends change too. Like even with live, like now the NPC stuff, but for a while, all I saw were people trying to pop popcorn with that hair thing. <laughs> you know, you know, what's the, you know, what's the cheat code right now to get views, right? The cheat code is the, uh, the glass bottles being rolled down the stairs till they break. Glass bottles? There's pe yeah. So like they'll fill up, like, it, it'll be like, let's say, uh like a Hennessy bottle and then a, a vodka bottle and then they'll fill up a bottle, a glass bottle with like colorful things. And then they'll roll them downstairs until they break and it makes like an explosion. But dude, people are making a killing on, on TikTok right now doing that. Wait, so are these like videos or is this what people are doing online? Both. I think the most, the, the, the most, um, the most viewed videos right now are those type of videos. 
But like live lives have always had like the um people trying to do challenges in their lives kind of thing. Remember when they would do like trick shots or like ping pong yeah. balls off off of pants and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the TikTok is a weird place. It's like if you want the smart stuff, you can find it. But then if you want some dumb stuff, you can find it too. Uh, well they have and... they have the stem they have the stem choice now. You ever go on that? No, I didn't know there was a stem choice. <laughs> yeah, they have the FYP, the uh, following, and then they have the stem. Nobody ever goes on a stem. I know I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to look at that after. I think even now that they have the creativity program beta, um, so that's why, like, I don't know if you've noticed the trend, but videos have been longer and longer, at least at least longer than a minute is because of that. And yeah. I just got in. So I'm going to try to experiment and see if I can pull off some videos that way. But um, I don't know. All this has just been experimentation for me. And it'd be same, cool. If, same. Yeah. But uh, I, pro- yeah, I, I, probably, I probably make like roughly about 3 to $5 per video. Oh, really? Yeah. If they're longer than a minute, which now I try to make them all longer than a minute, um, I average about that, bro. But I had one video that went viral, like the most viewed video on my page. It's a million uh, views and like 90,000 um, likes. And I and that was before I knew that it had to be a minute. <laughs> I would have literally just made it a video and then just made it a black screen for the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it kind of affects the, the retention, though, doesn't it? If it's like a black screen, no, then people will leave. Yeah, but it only... They, it, the only requirement is that it's a minute long and that the viewer watches it for the at least the first five seconds. Oh, okay. So as long as you cross that minute mark. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, because like I've posted so many videos and I don't I don't know. I think they're switching up the algorithm all the time now lately. But before February, at least around February, uh, I was getting videos back to back viral and it was because I figured out that if your video gets a retention above 25% by the end of the video, then they'll push it to a larger audience. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I started doing some like Andrew Tate ish, not Andrew Tate. I, I mentioned him in a few videos and, and then my account got, uh, got a warning and then, Oh really? Yeah, dude. I, I had the warning on there for like three, four months or something. <laughs> and oh, wow. I think on the, I think I'm on their like gray list or something, but I don't, I don't care. Uh, I'm doing this on like five other platforms. So I don't really, I don't really care. Which one, which one would you say is the most, uh, liberal one, the most left leaning one, the one that the most uptight? Uh, let's see. That's hard. Cause they all lean that way. Um, yeah. Let's see. Instagram is the, obviously the most superficial one. So, but I don't know if they're that political. Twitter, I haven't had much success on Twitter. Honestly, I haven't even been putting that much effort into it. YouTube, uh, it, that's a hard one because the game's just so much harder there. The videos have to be long. Then you got to know thumbnails and you have to do it for a really long time. And every video has to be really good. Uh, and then I stopped LinkedIn because I figured the kind of content I make isn't going to be good for LinkedIn. <laughs> Wait, what kind of content can you post on LinkedIn <laughs> other than like work stuff? Well, people do. There are trolls, business trolls out there who say like things like uh, shitting on nine to five jobs, 
that's an easy way oh, to like get a bunch funny. of engagement. Yeah. So if you want to get on LinkedIn, it's like you can still make it business related, but still push some buttons. That's um, hilarious. Yeah. And then as far as the most left, I, I can't say. I don't know if I can pick one. They all just lean that way. Well, I will say, well, for one, it's definitely not Discord. I just I just got on this thing and this is like it feels like the dark web, bro. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's like you make your own space in here. And the only reason we use it is because it's better than um, some of the other recording softwares I've used. Oh, that's and good. Easy to use. And, and, and anyone can sign up. So, yeah. And by the way, like the person who joined is, is my brother, uh, Bilal. Hey, Bilal. Hey, what's up, bro? Hey. How's it going, bro? Nice to meet you. Jose, by the way. Jose, nice to meet you, man. He's, fr- he's from thought- Argentina. From Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> No, Guatemala. He's from Guatemala. The flags <laughs> look almost the same, man. Bro, you yeah. were just getting stuff back to back wrong on that live. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it was funny when you guys were talking about like uh, watching like dumb shit. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I saw this one time when, when some dude was just trying to crack open an egg without uh, poking through the yolk. And they were on live for hours just doing it until they got it right and they kept doing it uh, multiple times and like a lot of people just show up just to watch that it's crazy but uh, it's yeah. so crazy yeah I, I think if you can gear even though i know um yo by the way table moments what's your name bro i don't think you've ever shared your name with me oh my name is iman iman yeah i don't think i don't think you def- you definitely don't gear your um your content towards um children at all but i think that's that's another cheat code right like you TikTok has to be predominantly 15 and below. It has to be. Definitely. Just based on the content that seems to do well there? Yeah. I mean, that and also, like, when whenever I get – because I go live a lot for, like, uh, sporting events, like, like for, um, like, NBA finals or big uh, boxing fights. And during those lives, I'll get, uh, like, above 1,000 viewers at a time. Like, maybe I'll average, like, two to 3,000. And just based on the comments – um the chat i can tell these are like teenagers mm-hmm. predominantly yeah like young what do y'all think tend, young people tend to talk big shit about things they don't understand <laughs> yeah <and> you, <laughs> what do y'all what do you, what's your experience you I, I know your 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 content is more adult related so you would garner probably more more of an adult um audience but what, what what's your experience been with that yeah, so that's the thing. Like all my interactions on any of these social platforms have been obviously the content I make is not something that appeals to younger people, um, and I know that. Uh, which, I, yeah, definitely would be a hack if I skewed the audience younger. But I, I think I prefer the kind of conversations that we get to have because the audience is older. Yeah, Jose, what kind of what kind of uh, videos do you, or um, content do you like making? I enjoy. Um... Well, I'll take you the. I'll tell you the ones that that I I post, and I'll tell you the ones that I wish I could post. <laughs> I okay. post like mostly um, sports related. Like I I I trained for boxing, so uh, I train. Mm-hmm. I, I post a good bit of that. Um, I post a little bit of comedy, a little bit of family stuff. But I really wish I, I had the the balls to like post more like comedic stuff. Mm-hmm. I like funny. to think that I'm I'm a, I'm a little funny, but. <laughs> yeah, you got some good uh, quips and one-liners in the chat for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like those are scrutinized even more, right? Like you really putting yourself self out there when you think something's funny and 
you don't know if the uh, the audience is gonna agree or not. Well, that's the thing with like comedy, like uh, like you go to a comedy show where you, if it's a big name, Dave Chappelle, whatever, and you go, you see a polished bit, but like part of making that performance happen is the groundwork where they go into small clubs and test jokes out. So like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think with this kind of stuff, you just gotta like, yeah, the beginning, it's gonna be hard because you're new at it. But if you have a sense of humor and people like your personality anyways, it's, it's like you can, you've done content and you can get people's attention. So it's just, I think one of those things you just gotta like do just a bunch of videos and then see what sticks. And then those are the things people yeah. remember you for. The ones that don't stick are, aren't gonna get above 200, 250 views. So you don't even, no one's gonna see them. So. Uh, that's true, that's, the, that's true. Yeah. What about what about what kind of content do you post? I'm not like a, a big content guy, so uh, that that's usually my brother. I just support him in everything that we do. But uh, we do a lot of like street interviews together. Um, oh, okay, we, okay. Yeah, yeah. We just like um, do it out in the street of Austin, like Sixth Street, and we just uh, interview um, random um, girls and guys about uh, either relationship or things like uh, what's um, uh, like about one or the other, like if you had to choose between money or fame, similar questions like those, you know. I always wonder with um with creators who make those uh, interview interview style content, if how many how many people do you have to go through till you get one with an actually good vibe, or or most people come in already with a good vibe. You mean the street interviews? Yeah. Oh, like, here's the thing. If you're in the right area like we are, 6th Street, where there's literally just a bunch of bars, everyone's drunk. So everyone's loose and they're grabbing the microphone and everything. If it's one of those, like, gotcha question kind of things, they probably have to go through a lot of people, you know? Like, how many yeah, states yeah. are in the United States, whatever. You, they probably have to talk to a lot of people to get enough who get the answer wrong. But if it's just general thoughts, questions, you, you can make it work. You can edit it to make it funnier or cut out the silences, which, yeah. People aren't really, your average person on the street isn't uh, performance ready, but you can cut it and edit it to make them, make it entertaining enough to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who does, who's that, who does the editing for you guys? I do it, I do it all. Nice. When did your, when did your, um, your social media, just content creation um, like journey start? Cause I, I, I've seen a couple of your, um, your videos. You said you were, you graduated with a mechanical engineering, um, degree right yeah yeah um, i'm assuming you were you were in the you were in the corporate world and yeah where did it all start yeah so it was about two and a half years ago like it was this podcast uh was one of these things that came out of the pandemic had a phone call with my sister and i thought it was a pretty funny conversation so we recorded it and then i was like you know what fuck it let's post it let's start a podcast how hard could it be and then i learned <laughs> how hard it actually is and how like growing a podcast is probably the hardest thing to grow because there's no built-in distribution. But it started off as this, uh, just recording conversations with people. It was first us four, and then then we started inviting guests, and then it, and then I learned how to edit the episodes, which I'll be doing with this. I'll edit it and send you an advanced copy so you'll get a chance to listen to it before it gets posted. And then, nice. but then I realized like, okay. You can't just have a podcast. You need to tell people about it. Otherwise, no one's going to discover it. They, they need to see yeah. you. Like we were, having, we were talking about before. Like you, They need to see, trust you, learn more about you before they even want to consider listening to your podcast. 
And they need to even know about the podcast because it's not just like going to show up on someone's phone. You have to tell them and then you have to get eyeballs and all that. So that's where social media came in. And it's like, okay, so this is the only way to grow, huh? So let me figure it out. And so we started posting videos. Our first videos were just clips from this podcast over our logo and that's it. And oh, okay. those weren't getting any views for obvious reasons. They're just still images and people aren't into that. And this was before Reels, this was before TikTok and all that. Um, and then I realized it's like, okay, if we want this thing to grow, we need video. And we started it off with um, conversations, like talking head type podcasting um, stuff. And then from there, uh, decided to start doing just like me with my selfie cam and giving some of my thoughts. And then started editing those too. And then moved to Austin and started doing street interviews. And then finally, through this process of me learning how social media works and editing and all that stuff, I started figuring out, it's like, okay, um, here's what makes a decent video. Like you have to take out the sciences, you have to remove the repetition in there. Uh, you have to, certain topics people care about and certain topics people don't. If I talk about room temperature superconductors, nobody gives a shit. But if I talk about, <laughs> if I talk about, yo, don't let your girl do this. Here's how you fuck up in your relationships. Then people care. And so it's like learning people, which is not something I've ever been naturally suited with. So it's just been a long learning process, man. <laughs> Fucking grind. And then one video goes crazy. Like the DoorDash video where I do a reaction on a viral clip about that, that, uh, that white dude eating that black girl's meal. And I was like, no, here's what's actually happening. And people really appreciate those, but I just don't like being the idea of like, I don't know, unless I find a video I can actually talk about, I don't care to do it. Well, two things. One, I think, um, I think your TikTok is like the perfect marketing strategy for your podcast because you pretty much just, you pretty much just are, are, are trying to uh, sell the podcast in a way, right? Like you're talking, you're, you're, you're bringing up different topics. And that could just uh, get people to come over here and, and listen to your podcast, right? Yeah. It's consistent with what this podcast is. That's the thing. That's the one thing. I didn't want to just rug pull people and be like, all right, we make this type of content for social media. And then it's a whole different thing for when you listen to the podcast. Now with the podcast, it's long form. So you kind of have to have a long attention span. I do edit it to make it more concise and punchy. Um, but... The idea is like even the lives, I don't do reactions of like, hey, look at this article, blah, 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 because that's not what the podcast is like. The podcast is a conversation. And so, yeah, that's yeah. And, and if you are on, if, if you are being perfectly honest with us, is 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 all the creation to 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 to, to feed your creative itch or is it uh, end goal build uh, off of uh, more for monetization like do you do you want to just retire off of just building content or is it a little bit of both uh so here's the thing like it's a little more nuanced for me um i want to figure out this whole content thing because with just growing a podcast i realized how hard distribution is like getting people to know you and so if i can figure it out maybe i can help other people too or if this like with the content it's so varied i talk about so many different things the style of the video can be different. There could be street interviews. It could just be me. It could be a conversation or it could just be an exploration of a random thing. Then it kind of gives us the freedom to. And then we also have conversations with people like you on the podcast. It would be awesome if this can become something anyone can use as a starting point to launch whatever they're they're doing. 
and solve that initial got to get people to know about me problem, which is also useful for us. So yeah, that to me, that's all this will ever be just a way to get our name and our voices out there. And then once our names and voices are out those, we can use that attention to monetize. And so this is just yeah. a loss leader is the way I see it. So, so why, why, why did you get into like content creation? Um, what, what kind of inspired you into getting into it? Um, I think the idea of, I think I'm just a victim <laughs> to like this, like idea of creating content and being able to live off of it. Not that I'm anywhere, anywhere remotely, even close to that. But I think 90% of young people, which I'm also, I'm not that young either. I'm 33, but the idea of that is just so attractive. And mm -hmm. I also like, I also don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I also love creating content and, 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 and posting it, but I'd be, I'd be, uh, dishonest if, if, if that idea wasn't what attracted me the most. So what, what, why, uh, choose, uh, boxing instead of like, uh, more of the comedic? Route? Uh, I think, I, I think because, because boxing, it can easily like a boxing and just working out in general, you can easily determine whether somebody's doing it correctly or not. Right. Like you're not gonna really going to laugh at me if, if, if I know, if I'm like, if I know how to throw a jab and, and a hook, right. I know how to do these things. I'm, 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 I'm confident in these things. Whereas comedy, it's way more scrutinized, right. Everybody's taste for comedy is so different. And I think you, you have to put yourself out there a little bit more. Um, and I think I just haven't crossed that, uh, that line yet but does that make sense yeah yeah makes sense makes sense and so like uh like like is this like something you kind of did as a hobby like for boxing or like you kind of um got into it as a, more of a career no it was it was really just a high it was I, i've always um enjoyed and played sports throughout my whole life so i've mm -hmm. always stayed pretty uh fit um but I, I had a maybe like a two years, two to three year stint where I wasn't doing anything active. So I kind of gained a little weight and I wanted to get back in the gym. Um, I always played basketball, but obviously the older you get, finding friends to play basketball with on a consistent basis becomes a little harder and harder. So uh, I just took a box and that, that's what I usually enjoy as a workout. I like working out, but I like it. I like for it to be competitive. I don't like just like lifting weights and that type of workout. Definitely. How 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 are the comment section uh, with, with your with your boxing videos? They're pretty good. So like the ones that do the the the, the best mm -hmm. are like I, I make tutorials like how to how to hit the speed back or how to wrap your hands properly. Um, those kind of videos are uh, do pretty well, and especially for like the young, I see a lot. That that's why I, I some of uh, the idea that I got from a lot of young people being on the app came from because I see a lot of young people comment on it and ask questions and things so those do pretty well there's always your uh your random guy in there that'll uh say something that you're not doing right though you can't can't avoid those guys yeah. i love my haters i love my haters <laughs> by the way by the way that's one of my um what do you call what's the word for that thing when something that you like to do or like to uh and it's like in secret you don't want to tell anybody like i forget pleasure? what it's a, yeah my guilty pleasure is going on people's live and trolling them. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> okay, that makes sense now. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
but it usually of... does lead it usually goes from like trolling to like a decent conversation i will say that okay you ever been blocked by somebody because of your trolling oh my god bro you know all the time but <laughs> that's why I, that's why i thought that video was so real the one that i try to get you with yeah <laughs> <laughs> i said who did i troll so bad this time <laughs> Yeah, dude, I've been flirting with the band hammer so many times, it doesn't even phase me anymore. <laughs> it's like, I'm not even saying anything that controversial, honestly. I just, you know, everything I say gets interpreted as like some borderline misogynistic shit. And they're like, I don't know, some of the comments. You know, I think the biggest trigger, though, is anything homophobic. Bro, like I was having a, dis- I was having a discussion with a guy who, he was pretty much just saying how it's a mil- how that, how, uh, anyone who's attracted to the same sex is uh mentally ill and i was literally just playing devil's advocate and 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 just just arguing the other side of it and i never seen this before but they bagged him for seven days and they kept minds going like mine was fine but i was like how are they able to differentiate that i'm on the rights or on the right side in their perspectives in their perspective so how, uh like it was it like right away it happened or uh, bro take we're literally no, we're having the as we're having the conversation. He's saying how like he thinks anyone who's attracted to the same sex has some form of mental illness. And I was telling him, uh, I, these are literally my words. I said, well, to play devil's advocate, I think some of it could be caused by trauma in early childhood. Uh, some of it could be caused by confusion, this and that. Two minutes within the conversation, he gets banned. Mine stays on. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. I yeah, I've been caught in this like algorithmic uh ban a few times on live not even talking about anything controversial i think sometimes the their filters are a little too sensitive but i think basically it's just doing a speech to text and searching through any keywords that sound negative and then boom you can appeal those decisions have you ever been banned from live before wait you have right oh all the time well not anymore because because i know what to say and what not to say now and um but i have but most of it was when i was going live uh for um sports sporting events yeah Yeah. okay do you prefer a platform more like tiktok where they ban you on certain things or something more freedom where it's like twitter you could eat or uh x whatever it's called now um (laughs) yeah you can you know post anything you know type thing i'll be honest i prefer somewhere in the middle like I don't want to be, I don't want to be in the deep dark web, but I also don't want to be in Disney World. I want to play somewhere in the middle where we can express our views. But if somebody's like saying hate speech, I do, I do think there there should be some consequences. But mm-hmm. it also can't be like super sensitive. What's y'all What's y'all thoughts? I'm all about that freedom, dude. So <laughs> just let it go. <laughs> I know I I understand why they can't because then you're gonna attract all all the hate the worst of the worst yeah and the way i see it is like you can still let them do their own thing and then people have the freedom to associate they can choose to consume that content or not now there are some people who are like no you're supposed to think what i think and so that's why you should ban them because this should be more like my place and then that's just a power play on that part but i mean if someone was speaking some hateful stuff or whatever you don't gotta sit there and watch it (laughs) like that's the beauty of the internet so that's that's the way i see it but then at the same time, a lot of these platforms are kind of pussy, is what I would say, when it comes to controversial stuff. So here's what my, it is. My thing, my thing is, like, I, I do like the freedom aspect of things, but the, 
the the world is just so negative all the time. You know what I'm saying? So it's always focused yeah. on the hate speech. You know what I'm saying? Like I I I'd rather if if there, if there was like less negativity, it would be way easier to to deal with. Um, and especially like um, yeah, man, it's just like too much too much hate speech going on. It's just like if we have less of that, it would be more manageable. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, here's the thing. They're selective about what they're defining as hate speech, which is my problem with it. It's like they can say they we don't allow pornography. We don't allow sexuality or anything like that. We don't allow certain types of derogatory or whatever. But then when it comes to the derogatory stuff, certain people can say certain things and other people can't say other things. And so it's just like, all right, so your rules aren't even that consistent. So then everyone is just like dancing around. How far can I go? How far can't I? What I know what I can and can't say. And we're all just interpreting the rules as they say they are, that they say they apply to everybody when in reality, certain people can get away with a lot of bad things. That's, that's very true. And, I, and to your point, I, I, I don't like how certain, um, certain groups are protected more than others. Like if you and I had a, had a, uh, had a conversation on TikTok, uh, just maybe saying a few bad things about black people, a few bad things about Hispanic people, you wouldn't get flagged that quick. The second you say something homophobic or what they deem homophobic, man, yeah, they're just so protected. And it's such, it's crazy because it's such a small percentage of our population. I think that just goes to show like who, who's in power here, you know? Um, but, it's, but it's, do you think, do you, do you think that there's a big LGBT community in power? Or do you think for some there's another agenda behind it? Mm, okay, that's a good question. Um, if I had to guess, I, I think there are just more powerful uh, people in there. Like, I wouldn't say there's more LGBTQ. There, there are very few of them, right? But uh, yeah. they just have, like, so much money behind them. Because not only do you see this in the social media space, you you also <laughs> see this in the corporate world, too. They, they run o- over, like, you go to like each, uh, it's become like a diversity thing. Like the, if you don't have LGBTQ, um, you, you're not considered also diverse, you know, and it, it's seen everywhere. So I think it just goes to show like they, they, they just, they just have more control over, over things than we yeah, realize. That makes sense. Kind of, kind of like the Jewish people. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about it. You know, I don't I don't think it's actually like some LGBT faction that's doing this. It's women. It's women and their sensitivities. Like oh, that's uh, their protective instinct that they have, you know? That's interesting. So, that's an interesting aspect. Yeah. So if you can frame somebody as a victim, then women in all these HR social departments, whatever, are the ones protecting them because the image is they're being attacked for being different. Um well, who, so who put that in their mind, though? Other women. But what about? Don't you think? Like, look, look at Hollywood, bro. Oh, like, okay, okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Going. They yeah. control media, so yeah. we're seeing a bunch of like activities going on on TV, right? And and they're put, they're swaying the hearts of women, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it, it's it's causing even more pro- like uh, I'm not gonna say that it's causing even more um more things going on. Than it should, like you see in the school districts, you feel me? So, um, yeah. Yeah, and part of the motivation behind the content I make, I think, personally, 
um, is to challenge what people know. So like that comment you made about how there's not even that many of them that um, of the LGBT brand. Um, but if you asked your average person, like what percentage of people in a room of 100 people would be uh, homosexual in some way? A lot of people might guess as high as 30, 40 percent or something, um, when in reality, it's like one to three percent. For sure. So. And this is this is my thing. I, I don't have a problem with homosexuality. Um, I just don't need to know about it. Like, I don't walk into a room with a shirt that says I'm straight. I don't walk into a room mm -hmm. and, and let it be known that I'm a heterosexual male. You don't have to let me know what, what, what your sexual preference is. You don't have to make any kind of sexual references at all in public. That's the only problem I have where, where, where that community is just a little bit more uh, open with their sexuality than I would like it to be. That's the only issue. Other than that, I could I could care less who you sleep with. Yeah. I, I understand where, why they are so vocal about it though, because that is their identity. They're different from the rest and that's how they are different. And so it well, kind of oh, makes sense. Oh, that's interesting. It kind of yeah, makes it sense. Ma it, makes, it makes sense in both sense, right? Um, um, that does make I, sense, but I still don't like it. Yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not appropriate, especially like, because, yeah, when you rationalize it that way, it makes no sense. Like, why are you bringing up sexuality in this workspace, you know? Or, like, in front of children. It's just like, all right. Right. And so then well, they're... I, I, don't think, I don't think it's ever cool when, when, when any human, uh, homosexual or heterosexual, makes their entire personality based on one thing. Right? That's never, like, a fun thing. Yeah. But people tend to do it, which I, I, like, to think, <laughs> I, I like to think people are complex they have yeah. lots of facets and but people have a tendency to latch on to one aspect of themselves and i think content creators especially i think should be very careful which i'm always constantly like trying to keep myself from falling into this trap of like um they call it audience capture where yeah. you know if you have that one thing that that does like super well like maybe it's a certain style of video or you do some sort of reaction thing or you do maybe NPC stuff, right? Or maybe yeah. you show your ass on Instagram and that's how you get all your likes. And so then you lean into it because the algorithm is telling you this is what works for you. And so yeah. then it be, because you keep doing it again and again, it becomes your entire personality. And that's when it's considered you've been captured by your audience. The audience has rewarded you for this type of thing. And so then you've become that thing and you've lost all other parts of yourself. And which is part of the reason why I like how varied the content can be on my page. It's just, it's everything me. It's everything me. At least when in my face it shows up. Are you telling us you, you don't get bo big booty chicks twerking every once in a while? <laughs> no. I'm not an ass dude. I thought I made it clear on the live. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, wait. Let, let, let's do some. Let's do some hot things, or like the like you know the topics that you said that that like you know garner the most attention. You had yeah, actually yeah, one thing. You, you had one thing that you were gonna ask me, but for some reason we got cut off, or I had to go or something. But you were you got you started to say you started to ask whether I use the n word and whether like my black friends or like black women allow me or have a problem with me saying it. Well, you didn't uh, even, I said that. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 and I don't. And I don't even know why you like even like thought of that, but I was like, you said that because you you actually said that would be a good conversation for us to have, something like that. Yeah, that, never that sounds that. funny as shit. <laughs> yeah, because like it was you and what's her name, Neca, right? 
<laughs> I was like, oh, this guy, this guy might have a type or whatever. But... No, no, no. Well, for for one, you said it yourself. Most of the ladies that come on your uh, on your live mm-hmm. are black women. Yeah, it is weird. I'm not trying to be Kevin Samuels though. I'm trying not to. No, but the funny part was I don't know. I don't know if you ever on your brother's live when he's when he's live, but he'll like when he's re- he's. I mean, he's constantly reading comments, so like he'll yeah. fuck up every once in a while when he's reading. But the girl's name was Neka or Nika, and the way he said it the first time sounded like he was saying the N word. So I just like like zoomed in on that and just made like thirty jokes behind. It. <laughs> yeah, you should make this. You should at least experiment with some comedy videos because it seems like you do have a sense of humor. Um, but yeah, the lives are interesting, and I do attract a certain type of person. Uh-huh. Oh. But you know, you know what's interesting. I was gonna mention this early. What's interesting about your live is that just like if, if if I'm just scrolling on 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 the live, right? Like you you just off first glance, you come off as like a like you have the glasses. So like I'm like, oh, he must he must be a super PG uh, TikToker, right? But he but he doesn't shy away from any any topics. Like people will throw the the craziest comment in the chat, and he'll unpack it and give his opinion and that's what i, I think makes it interesting yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i try i try even the troll comments i'll read them yeah um, for sure <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but let me let me ask you guys this let me flip it on you guys what do you guys feel about non-african americans or non-black folks using the n-word wait wait wait. let me let me rephrase that let me let me be more specific using the n-word not that like not obviously not with the hard r just using it in like conversation and, and, and thinking that it's cool for me i mean we grew up in california so at least i was used to non-blacks using the n-word in a friendly way too so like that's california is pretty liberal dude <laughs> like, i mean so, you, yeah. you, you hang around a different group of people than i do like uh, in my group like we we don't we don't like hearing when other ethnicity or race uh says it in uh the black community you know uh, it's just like it's like you don't you don't come from that history, you know. So, um, but we don't like, either. We don't, but we 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 have we 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 had the same race, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we we all share the same skin color, you know. I don't know, and, man. And, I and don't we, know. And and it deals with a lot with like uh with uh, like uh, uh police brutality things like that uh. Like, would 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 a cop determine you as any other race if they were to look at you? Oh, so it's by association. Uh, we're East Af. Well, I guess by ethnicity, we're East African. We were born here, but our parents are from East Africa, so that's why I like okay. I push back a little bit about you know we're not technically black in the strict sense. Our we don't have an- ancestry like, went through yeah, slavery or anything not, like that. So. Not in terms of the culture, right? Uh, yeah. Like the, the black culture. Uh, uh, we we didn't grow we didn't grow up in the black culture, right? Uh, we we have like uh, our African roots, uh, so we grew up with that. Um, but we do share like the same race in that sense, right? Um, yeah. Same same skin color. You also might be able to uh, to understand the uh, the black American experience, right? Because although you're not, yeah, uh, you, you're right because you're perceived. At, as a black American, I'm, I would be, I would assume, correct? Exactly. Yeah, as far as white so America is concerned, we do look black. So, um. so you, you, you could sympathize with that experience. I'll tell you guys my experience with it. 
So I grew up in I grew up in New Orleans, which is uh, um, highly populated by uh, black folks. It's, it's a chocolate city, right? You got you got Baltimore, you got Detroit, you got New Orleans. But in America, those are considered black cities. Um, so I went to a predominantly black um, elementary school. Then we moved to a different city. It was a predominantly white middle. I'm sorry, predominantly black elementary. I went to a predominantly white middle, and then I went to like as about as mixed as you could get high school. So um so all throughout high school young folks use it with, with their friends right i had every 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 type of friend you could think of but it wasn't until after high school when i seen people um be offended by it and i started learning more of like the uh, the uh, the history behind it and i remember one time in particular i was at a basketball game and but this white guy um uh, starts arguing and he goes um Man, if these ends keep playing with me again, he didn't. He didn't. He wasn't saying ends as in the hard R word. Like just like he was just interchanging the word for the, if these guys, right? Man, if these guys keep playing with me, y'all gonna see me for real, something like that. And I remember like uh, hearing a guy to the side of me go, "Man, if he says that one more time, I'm whooping his ass." And my bra- my brain just had like this like click moment where I'm like, "Oh shit, people really, really don't like hearing that word." from somebody who they don't know using it, right? If you grew up with this person, maybe you give them a pass, maybe not. But if you don't know them, you don't know their, their, their intentions. You're, you're Guatemalan, right? Yeah, 100%. Would you say uh, it's often used in your community like, or like uh, uh, from back home or something like that? No, definitely not back home. Not back home. I mean, back home, we only speak Spanish, very few English, but um, no. But in my community, as far as just Hispanics in general, yeah, it's definitely used. But it's 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 definitely used, but it's rarely used uh, to offend. Hispanics and, and um and, and black folks are, are are so tied in together. Like as far as like the communities we grew up in, like we're pretty much neighbors in in almost every community. That like our cultures like intertwine in America for the most part. For uh, in California, it's different because California is a lot more segregated racially than 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 the rest of the country but like mostly everywhere else our cultures intertwine with one another but um so it's it's, it's used a lot but i think it's more like in in the, in the younger uh the younger side of things yeah i i i'd be hearing though like um quite a quite a few uh like like even even part of the black community they 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 are okay with like hispanics using the n-word it's just too much history. It's probably one of the most powerful words in our in our in our vocabulary. To be honest with you, I don't think there's not what not one single word that holds more power than that word. I think we all just have to be mindful of 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 what are trigger words for a lot of people, and that's just not for Black folks, right? That's for the LGBT community. Again, like I'm I'm the probably the least sensitive person there is out there, but I'm yeah. like smart enough also to know what like might trigger this group of people and what might trigger this group of people and it's because i'm also triggered by words i'm not gonna lie so i'm extra cautious i'm extra cautious to not trigger people because i want that same exact respect back because if you say something that's like out of line i know how i would react so i think that's why i'm extra careful to not want to trigger people either is there an equivalent word in the hispanic or guatemalan community there's a bunch i mean i mean it's all everything's with intent too, right? Like, cause you guys know, like, like playground and in locker room chatter and banter 
with with your homies, you can pretty much say the most disgusting things to each other, right? <laughs> the most racist things to each other. But it's all with intent. Like if a if a person that's not on my race says something uh, racial, like um, I think the equivalent to the N word in the ha- Hispanic community is Mexican. To be honest with you, for some reason, <laughs> is the word right. Mexican. To call any really? any any Hispanics person like Mexican, mm-hmm. right? Just like because they're Hispanic and. and that's what usually like oh, a white a white person would say to like a Hispanic person to like try to offend them. Oh wait, so when I've been saying you're you're you might be Argentinian, has <laughs> been uh <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> well, that makes well that that because uh, the the flags are similar, so I'm like okay, that's yeah. obviously like funny. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Actually, it's funny you said that because uh, I was I was in college at the time. I didn't I didn't really know too much other difference between the hispanic community um mm-hmm. so i so my, my roommate at the time he was hispanic um and his girlfriend was like guatemalan and something um and i was, i said something along the lines like um y'all are mexican or something like that right like, i didn't understand the difference i was very like really dumb about that shit, right and they, they they weren't happy with that at all and they took like they, at first, they 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 were like really aggressive about it, and then um when when they realized like I had no idea what I was saying, they they try to explain that to me, and and I realized like it could be offensive, you know. And that and that's the thing; it was the intent, right? Like once they realized yeah. you honestly didn't know, then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I, how could you be mad at him if he, you know, honestly like didn't know? Like it was an honest mistake. Yeah. Um, and I, and I'm the same way, but it goes back to intent. Like you can feel you can feel that type of energy when somebody has uh bad intent behind their words and when they're just Definitely. like 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 a tone right a tone to it and yeah. then, like can be aggressive or something like that yeah and and that's why i'm not i'm not offended by words i'm more offended by intent like if you're trying to offend me and you're trying to uh upset me good you got it now you got the offended upset version of me you know right. Right. i'm just thinking like uh this might be a it might be a little too spicy but a video idea for you if you want to get into this whole comedy thing where you can explain like the equivalent of the n-word for <laughs> hispanic people it's like do not and then you can come up with a bunch of words and then at the end of it you're like do not call us mexican <laughs> is there is there but this is the question is there an equivalent word for white folks i think karen for white women they hate that i think that would be like the worst thing you can call a white woman in this day and age uh, do do white women get annoyed by snow bunny uh, no, no. I, I, th- I think that's almost like a compliment for some of them. Yeah, okay, okay. I think it might be. It's I like to use the term uh, Nubian white queen. <laughs> yeah, you use that a lot, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kept bringing it up in, on your live because I, I thought you were like into white women for some reason. So I was like, Yo, is your girl up? <laughs> Even the black girls who show up think that right. too. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know what's funny though, Bilal, I actually thought about this of all of us, like the guys that we know. I think I'm the person who dated the most black girls. Really? That that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. But you gotta you gotta admit you do fit the, the profile for a guy that loves Nubian white queens. Yeah, what is that like glasses? <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> hey, you put the stereotype, bro. <laughs> yeah. Which is why it's hilarious when it comes up on the lives. I enjoy those conversations because I think it's just so, it's, it's funny.
All right, I don't want to take too much more of your time, but really appreciate you coming on. And this is your chance to plug anything if you got what you got going on. Let the people know. Yeah, plug your shit. Only thing I, <laughs> I want to plug is my TikTok, which is J J A Y dot Lindo L I N D O Junior. Y'all come follow me. Yeah. Join the join the join the chat. Join the lives when I'm on. You know what would be interesting? You box and Bilal, you do kickboxing. So you were challenging me to a TikTok boxing thing. That would be kind of funny. <laughs> <not gonna> like, <laughs> I was like, all right, that's interesting. We're like Logan Paul and shit now. Let's do it, whatever. <laughs> but maybe this could be a thing. And it's just like, hey, Tim Moments versus Jay. But the fact that he said he'll, all it takes is, all it takes is three months for him to train and he'll uh, kick my ass. Nah, 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 nah. You're going to need a lot more than that. No, but you have to know how to, it's like, all right, so I saw your speedback. I've used speedbacks before, okay? So I got the, like, I can do the speedback stuff. I just got to work on footwork. Footwork is what I would focus on, is what I would yeah. do. And then my, my left jab, that's all, just my, yeah, my jabs and my footwork is what I would focus on. And then cardio, like I said in the live, I would focus on. Also, on also, your, your dodge, like, I, I want to ask you, Jose, like, how do you, how do you, like, look when you dodge? How do you um, kind of move? Do you, do you have like a set pattern, or do you do you actually pay attention to the reaction of the uh, the opponent? Yeah, it, it, it's a lot. I mean, the, the 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 thing that I've had the most success with is actually catching punches, so, like just putting my glove in front of it. But there's rolls, there's slips. Um, yeah. But I like I like the um, the catching the punch because you're still in front of his hit face. Um, and it leaves you in perfect position to counter. So like that would be probably my favorite, but it's all timely, right? Like you have to read the opponent. Uh, it's all like, what's going on in this second? How is he fighting and what's, what's, uh, what puts me in the best position to, uh, to attack? So that's my favorite, but it all depends on how he's fighting, how aggressive he is towards me. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna watch your stuff a lot more though. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on, bro. Thank you again, fellas. Uh, we'll chop it up. I'm sure I'll be on Inamani's live trolling every once in a while. And I want to see some comedy videos, dude. You gotta yeah, do it. Yeah, I got y'all. Yeah. Have a good night. All right, man. Y'all have a good one. Peace. All right.